Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong here, and today I have such a treat for you all. Joining us on today's show is Katie Glyer, who is the founder and former leader of Wild Grace Apothecary. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been following your podcast for, I guess, since you created it. And Yay! I just love it. And all the people you have on here, it's just, I'm really excited to be a part of it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, um, we've known each other, what, since 2017 when we were in um, Earth Keepers Council together with yeah. And uh, it's been really fun just seeing the business growth that you've gone through and um, the products that you create. So I'm so excited to dive in and uh, just jam on what feminine beauty um, and all the things. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So you have um, an actual physical shop and you Mm -hmm. make your own beauty products. Um, Not even beauty, but like you make your own like skincare and even sprays um but it's based on like plant medicine yeah yeah um I've always had a hard time narrowing it down to like we make skincare because we make a lot of things and um skincare is the easiest to talk about because people get that they they understand what that means um but yeah we make all kinds of things from from skincare and body care to um, aura mists and room sprays and teas and really just products that support um, support our energy and and our energy throughout the seasons. So we focus a lot on on um, seasonal energetics and different kinds of products and plants that can help to support your body and well-being um, throughout the year. So let's dive into that. Um, I recently had someone on the show and she talks, she's like the seasonal soul, um, Erin Bruce. And so she talks about working with the different seasons. Um, And so I'm so curious, like what products um, support different seasons and why would that be important? Yeah, that's a really good question. So you've probably noticed that like your skin and your body feel different in the winter than they do in the summer and you crave different things in the the different times of the year um and so we focus a lot on like yes physically what do you need like in the winter our skin is tends to be drier and needs more hydration and more moisture so we really talk about and make products and, and feature products in the wintertime that will, that will help your skin feel its best in the winter. Um, and same thing in the spring and the summer. Our bodies are just doing different things throughout those seasons. And, you know, springtime, we're, we're slowly heading that way. And our bodies naturally want to clear and cleanse and let go. And so 
we talk about and write about and make products in the springtime that assist in those natural processes. So are you talking about like exfoliation or? That's one of the things, yeah. And I talk to a lot of people about how like exfoliation is kind of a, um, a, a trendy like hot topic for, forever. It's always been that way. It's not like a recent thing. Um, but you know, we might exfoliate more in one season than we do in other seasons. So that's definitely one of the things. Um, our bodies need um, some help with lymphatic movement in the springtime because that's mm. one of the ways that we cleanse and detox naturally. And so um, like you and I were talking about the breast oil when we first hopped on the call, and that's one of the products that can really help with lymphatic movement and stagnation. So that's one of the products that we do make a lot of and feature in the springtime. Mm, so cool. Yeah. So how did you get into um, this work? It's a good question <laughs> and a very uh, a multi-layered one. Um, I guess I really got into it back in college. I was studying history, which is nothing to do with, well, not nothing, but little to do with what I do now. Um, and I was really struggling with anxiety and depression and a pretty serious eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that kind of the typical clinical treatment was not going to work for me. Like I felt um, that so much of my, my illness or my dis-ease was a result of feeling really disconnected and not heard. And it was really like a soul level thing. It wasn't a like, well, you know, your brain chemistry is off. So here's some medication, which totally works for some people. But I really felt like I needed something more alternative than the just typical clinical route. Um, and so I started learning about plants and how they could help with um, anxiety and mood. And the more I studied plants, the more I realized that it's not just plants that help heal us. It's really like connection with the natural world. And so that's really where I started to find my own healing and kind of a homecoming. So that got me into it. And then from there, I studied some Chinese medicine and Western herbalism and, um, formulation, natural skincare formulation. And so it's, it's definitely evolved. Like the business I feel like is ever changing and that's good. It, it keeps things interesting and, um, helps me grow. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the backstory of how I got into it. It's just has all kind of led me here and I've let go of some things and learned new things and it just keeps kind of getting woven in. Mm, I love that. And I love like, um, yeah, I love the, the range of products that are on your website because it's not just, I mean, we talked about like when we were talking about our interview, it's like, well, what should we focus on? And you mentioned like, let's talk about like natural beauty and, um, and going beyond self-care per se. And I love that because for me, like I never actually had like a skincare beauty routine. It wasn't until I had my own business and I was working with, you know, different products for my business that I started realizing, oh, this is actually important and finding something good quality um, that I just, you know, I just started incorporating, okay, like cleaning my face, using lotion, all of that. Uh, <laughs> but like, 
now that as I'm stepping more into like my own, like my own feminine self and really appreciating my own beauty, I feel like there's, there's something really powerful and ritualistic about it that when I talk to other people um, about their skincare routines, sometimes like people just don't, a lot of women don't have that. And I'm like, how can you not? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just so curious on your take on it um, because I just, I love the products you create. And then just like the message, the underlying message you have around the products, it's less about do this for your skin because there's more depth to it. Yeah, I think, you know, I, the beauty industry makes money telling us that we are not good enough. Mm. And that has never felt good to me to be a part of that. And so I love making products. And so kind of selfishly, I want to keep doing that. But I don't ever want to be sending the message that like, you yourself innately are not enough, are not good enough. Um, are not inherently beautiful and so I really try to use our our company and our platform to send the message that like none of our products are meant to improve right they're supposed to work with your body's inherent rhythms and like I I, we'll get into that later Um, (laughs) I, I think that skincare rituals can really be valuable tools to reconnect with ourselves. Mm. And we have this messaging that tells us that, you know, we have to wash our face and, and tone our skin and moisturize and exfoliate, do all these things to try to make ourselves attractive and acceptable and good enough. And I think that, you know, all of those things are, are beneficial to us if we switch around that messaging and really understand that like we can use really high quality products and things that resonate and vibrate with us Mm. and think about these things, not as a way to improve ourselves, but as a way to like to come home and to like spend a moment looking at ourselves in the mirror and not in a critical way. And just saying like, hi, I haven't paid any attention to you all day. Like, going to wash my face now and like really touch my face and feel what it feels like and just spend a moment on ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it's funny because yesterday I was, I exfoliated um, with this mask that I have and it was just like kind of an impulsive thing. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. And it just felt so good. Um, and it, I don't know, I think in the past I wouldn't have given myself the time Cause it felt like, Oh, it's a chore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just love, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I just love your messaging around. Like, it's not like we're improving ourselves. It's like, how can we support our body's natural rhythm? Right. Like, yeah. Really like our body has all these really amazing things that it does on its own, you know, without us like stripping layers off or doing any of this gnarly stuff. Like our body is supposed to cleanse and detoxify and purify itself on its own. And there are some things that we can do to um, help that process and assist our body's natural way of dealing with our environment and everyday Mm. things that it has to deal with. Um, But yeah, it's funny because I was talking to a friend the other day and, you know, there's this one extreme that says like, you know, self-care is is getting a massage or getting a facial or doing a mask. And then there's the other extreme that says like, no, it's not anything like that. It's like 
doing this and these other self-improvement or like paying your bills, which I totally believe can be self-care. Um, but there are times in my life where I felt like really deeply depressed and can't bring myself to like wash my face. Mm. And I think it can be a way to bring us out of feeling disconnected and, and dissociated and asleep and just like reminding us that we're humans and we're worthy of taking care of ourselves and tending to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like self-care is an interesting topic. Cause like, um, like I used to, like I used to talk about self-care a lot and I just, for whatever reason, maybe the word self-care, it doesn't have that impact. I don't know. Like it just goes over people's head. Um, especially a lot of women, they feel like, oh, that's another thing I have to add on to my to-do list. Um, totally. And then, so I started talking about like prioritizing yourself and still, it still feels like a chore. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what it is. I think like, um, I don't know. I think it's like when we actually take time and see our value and our worthiness that um, it just becomes like imperative that we make ourselves a part. Like, it's not even like, I have to do this. It's like, I want to. Um, and yeah. I, yeah. And then like, so when I, you know, when I, cause I go to your website occasionally, I'm like, Oh, what products does she have? Like, you know, <laughs> and I'm like all of it. I think like your products that you offer, it really invites a woman to just have a deeper relationship with herself. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And um, I think like self-care can also start to feel we tune it out at some point, like you're saying, it just goes over our heads because we hear so much about it and it makes us feel like there's one more thing we should be doing, but we're not doing. And I think part of that comes from getting attached to these like kind of arbitrary routines, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm supposed to do this three times a week. And it's like, why? Because it says on the bottle to do that, like, you know, and it's so easy to, to hear um, instructions like that, or, you know, advice that we think is coming from somewhere meaningful, and often it's not. And so we have to take what time we do have for ourselves and do something meaningful or not with that, you know, and decide that I want to take care of myself, but like going and doing this thing that I'm supposed to be doing is not what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so in terms of, um, cause your products, like I've never heard of breast oil, like or products to support the <laughs> lymphatics of until I went onto your site. Um, and I know we just talked about like the lymphatics. So can you explain more about, especially with the breast area, um, why someone would want to do that? Yeah. So the lymphatic system is, um, really connected with the element of water and of cleansing. It's our body's way of, of flushing stuff through and out. And so it's another, it's basically another, to put it kind of crudely, a waste system. And so when it gets stuck and stagnant, um, everything kind of backs up and we end up feeling foggy and puffy and we get like more skin irritations and sleep can be affected digestion can be affected everything that you kind of think of as like stuckness um can be a result of lymphatic stagnation mm. um and we you know our lymphatic system is throughout our body but there are specific lymph nodes and that's like you know when you're sick and and the lymph nodes are swollen in your neck 
Um, and we have them like on the inside of our thighs and, and, uh, that's kind of like central, um, like stations that the lymph moves through mm -hmm. and where things tend to collect. And so that's why they get puffy if we're fighting some kind of illness. Um, and in the winter time, it's really common for, for that stuff to kind of get sluggish. We're not moving as much. We're eating heavier foods. Things are just more slow, really naturally. And so it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, like I said, it's a seasonal shift. It's something energetically that happens. Mm -hmm. um, and our bodies tend to want to hold on more for nourishment. And, you know, in ancient times when there, there wasn't necessarily enough food or enough resources, it was really important for our bodies to kind of hold on to stuff. Um, but in the springtime, when there's abundant things coming out of the earth again, and it's time for things to start moving again, the lymphatic system kind of naturally picks back up again. And we want to support that movement with different plants that help to move that along um, with massage. Massage is amazing for lymphatic drainage and movement. Um, and uh, gua sha is another mm -hmm. big one. I know lots of people these days are into facial gua sha, which is amazing. Um, so all of those things just help those natural processes to go and they can help our bodies feel lighter, less puffy, less stagnant and um, joints move better, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And then so for the breast oil, that helps the, the lymphatics and the breast just to kind of clear out more and... Yeah, exactly. So um, we, because of bras and um, tight clothing and things like that, it's really common for the, the lymphatic nodes under the armpits and around the breast tissue to get um, just clogged up and backed up. And there's less movement around there. So the breast massage oil is meant to help lymphatic movement around the breast tissue so things don't get stuck there. Um, and it helps a lot for women, especially right before, you know, your cycle begins and breasts are already really tender. Lots of women use it right around there to just keep things moving. And so it doesn't feel as heavy and swollen and painful. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I never, I never thought of it like that cause I have it. Um, and I mean, I guess I could be better at using it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I love the idea of, oh yeah, before our cycle begins, it's actually something really good that we could do. Mm -hmm. And women who have um, like mastitis when they're breastfeeding mm -hmm. um, have used it to just, it helps just move stuff that feels stuck. It's lymphatic, but it's also, um, there's different seaweeds in there and seaweeds are really awesome for helping to dissolve stuckness or hardness. Mm. Uh, so even people who deal with fibroids in their breast tissue, it helps dissolve that mass and help to soften things up and move it along. Can you use it for like the pelvic area? It's like, if people mm -hmm. have fibroids, you know? Okay. You yeah. Can. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's, cool. it's great for that. Nice. Um, what would you say is your best seller? It's <sighs> a great question. Um, one of our best sellers is definitely our pearl and violet face cream. Okay. Um, and then our selfie cleansing balm has been, that's actually one of our older products that I've been making since like almost the beginning. And that one we just always sold 
it's just sold really well. It's a multi-purpose product. So I think people love that they can use it to oil cleanse, to moisturize. They can use it as a lip balm. They can use it as like an overnight mask. So you can really use it in, in many different ways. So, um, Does like skin type does that come into play? Like I have all these questions like I, cause my skin tends to be more sensitive on the dry side. And I know that other people are oily and, you know, combo. So how would they choose? That's such a good question. That was the thing I almost said. And then I was like, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> so, so skin type is such an easy way for us to categorize ourselves. And I know like that's one of the things I've noticed we love to do just like as humans is like fit ourselves into a category and say, well, I'm this. Um, and the longer I've been doing this and the longer I've been formulating and testing out different ingredients and products, the more I'm realizing that I, I don't actually think skin type is a thing. I think mm. that sensitive skin, like skin conditions are a thing for sure. And sensitive skin, yes. Um, just like some of us have more sensitive digestive systems and or or respiratory systems, you know. So I think that's yes, all of that. But like the oily, dry combination spectrum, I don't really think it's a thing. I think um, I think our skin is a really brilliant messenger of what's going on in our bodies. So like when we look at our skin and it's congested, it's like, okay, what's going on with your lymphatic system? Are you having bowel movements? Are you sleeping? Like all of these things, our skin, it just reflects whatever's happening internally. Um, and so I think different ingredients and different products can be helpful in different times of the month, in different seasons. And so that's kind of why we focus on that more than the, well, you have dry skin, so you should be using this. Mm, I love that. Um, yeah. And like, cause I've, um, for people who don't know, like for the longest time, I've talked a lot about beauty nutrition cause I worked with a nutritional wellness company. And, um, like one of the things I would always share in the workshops is like our skin is, first of all, we forget that it's the largest organ. Um, and so like, I think we tend to like mis not mistreat it, but like, it's just less, focus right because it's like oh it's this thing versus it's the largest organ in our body and i just love that you share like it's like it's a reflection of what's happening inside um because we can buy all of the creams and stuff but if we're not taking care of like our health at the cellular level then it's just almost a, a cover-up yeah exactly we're trying to treat the symptom and like you know in in natural healing we really focus on you know, what, what's the pattern underneath the symptoms trying to tell us. And so when we try to treat the skin as a symptom, it's kind of missing the point and not really addressing what's actually going on. And I love what you said about like the different seasons instead of versus like you have this skin type, that skin type. And so, um, I know that you have, you, I, you might shift this in your business. It sounds like, but you used to have like a seasonal subscription of, Hey, like it's winter. So <laughs> here's like the bundle for the winter bundle. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like, how is that evolving for you? Yeah. So I started doing the bundles as kind of, I, I knew that I didn't want to do a monthly subscription box cause that was kind of a, the, the next big thing. Um, and I really wanted to focus on seasonal 
plant medicine. Um, and so I started doing eight bundles a year, um, which is what you're talking about. And um, the, they became really popular, which is awesome. And um, there's just one of me. <laughs> and I have some part-time help, but it just became kind of unsustainable the way we were doing it. So mm -hmm. things are shifting and we're still focusing on those particular seasons and um, kind of curating collections around that, but we're spacing it out a little bit differently. And so people can order from our collection. So right now we have the in-bulk collection, which is that early spring, um, February 1st holiday. And people can order from that collection. There's a discount code that everybody has. And they can just order any time in the two months, the two months that we have set aside for it. And it's shipped out whenever they order rather than kind of shipping everything right before the day of and having all of this oh, like gotcha. hype right then. So it's just spaced a little bit differently. I just needed some more space and time and, and, uh, flexibility bandwidth. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like I want these to be better and I want to do more with them, but I don't have the bandwidth to add more right now. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're really leading toward is some kind of membership platform where we'll have different tutorials and recipes and videos that are all seasonally based um, that people will have access to based on, you know, whatever kind of membership they have. Mm, awesome. I love that. So, um, you also have cigarettes on your site <laughs> and like, I know they're herbal and all of that, but I'm like, Ooh, like I don't, just to be honest, I'm like, I'm kind of intimidated with the idea of smoking them. But if I were to get some, I just light it up and have it fill up the room. But I'm so curious, like what inspired that? Um, what inspired that? I have been really fascinated by the way for thousands of years cultures all around the world have used smoke whether it's inhaling or burning as incense but how they've used smoke medicinally um ceremonially and um so i started just exploring different different smokable burnable plants and um so those four blends that we have were kind of born out of that curiosity and that exploration. Um, and I do tell people that, you know, if you're not interested in, in inhaling, that's totally fine. People like to use them as incense, mm -hmm. um, just like you would like a, a branch of rosemary or mugwort or something to burn and fumigate a space. Um, people have used them really successfully to quit smoking, which is oh, really awesome. Cool. I love that. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, when you go buy a pack of cigarettes, it's like more of a commodity. It's just this thing that you consume and people that are buying these herbal cigarettes, they're more of a specialty thing. So you're not smoking them the way you would no normally smoke cigarettes, which is kind of like a habit throughout the day. It's more of a like social, like with some friends or, or with your partner or something like that, or, or taking a bath, but there's kind of, it, there's some intention around it more so than typical cigarettes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was obviously that was the vibe I was picking up of like, Oh, these are, it's more ritualistic, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then like each one has like a purpose to it. So yeah, yeah that was really cool. 
Um, yeah, I've had lots of questions about that though. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because yes, I don't think that habitually inhaling anything is good for us. Like smoke is, our bodies are not designed for smoke to be in our lungs. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there are times when it can be really beneficial and even medicinal. Yeah. And like, that would be a great, like what you were saying about help people quit smoking. It's, I would think the, the herbal cigarettes you offer, I'm not, I would think, I know that they're way better than vaping. Yes. Um, and I know that people have used vaping to get them off smoking, but then you're vaping. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing becomes a whole new habit then it seems yeah. like to me from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, awesome. What's, um, what is, what's your favorite product? My favorite product, it varies. Um, right now I've been really into our lavender and rosemary cleansing grains. Um, it's another multi-purpose product. I really like products that you can use in more than one way because mm. then you have to, you buy fewer things. Um, and so our cleansing grains can be a cleanser. They exfoliate, but really gently. I have sensitive skin too. And so I don't like super scrubby things, mm -hmm. um, but it, they exfoliate and you can also use it as a mask. And so just once a week, I use that as a, as a cleanser and, and scrub. And then I let it sit on my face for 10 minutes or so. Um, and that's kind of my little weekly ritual and something that I do that's like, feels good. It doesn't feel, um, like I don't feel pressure around like, well, I have to go do my skincare routine. Mm -hmm. Um, and my skin just loves it. It's kept my skin really happy throughout the winter. And mm -hmm. Do you have like a daily ritual with your skin care or? Um, <laughs> I'll put you on the hot spot. <laughs> hot seat. My, Short answer is no. Okay. Um, I kind of check in with my skin. First of all, I'm extremely lazy when it comes to skincare. And so that's another reason I don't tell people like, okay, well, you have to do this and then you have to do that and do these things every day. Like nobody who has a very full life can do that. Um, so I kind of check in with my skin in the morning and see what it looks like, what it feels like. If it feels kind of congested, I'll usually use um, an oil cleanser. Um, if it feels dry, I usually just rinse with warm water. Mm. Um, the thing I always, always, always do is use a hydrosol because using tap water has a, a funky pH. Our skin is naturally at like four and a half to five and a half pH and water is a neutral seven pH. And so using a hydrosol brings our, our pH down to where our skin likes to be. And so just kind of protects it and keeps it from getting irritated. It keeps it hydrated. Um, so I use a, a, a hydrosol every day and just a, one of our Luna serums. And that's, that's kind of my go-to. What is a hydrosol like a toner? Yes. Okay. So hydrosols are... Um, they, they are often made as byproducts of the distillation process of making essential oils. So when you distill um, for essential oils, there's a big, there's a still where you put water and the plant material in there. And then it goes through, like you've probably seen those old school mm -hmm. copper 
spills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it goes through the neck and it comes out the other side. And what comes out is a water, like a floral water, and the, the essential oils float right on the top. Okay. So the essential oils are that top layer, and then everything else underneath it is the hydrosol. It's, it's a flower water, okay. basically. So like, you've, I'm sure you've seen rose water mm -hmm. on the market as both skincare and a, and a food ingredient. Right. So that's, that's basically a hydrosol. It's, it's a product of distillation. Gotcha. Cool. Um, amazing. And yeah, I mean, I know that, um, for you, like you, you really take time to like cultivate the plants. So you, do you also grow the plants like you're sourcing or I have in the past, um, our, uh, demand is, is too high to be able to grow all of mine myself right now. Um, we also, our home is in a very wooded area. And so not a lot of plants like to grow there except for very shady plants and, and fir trees, of course. So dug fir is one of the ingredients that I harvest a lot from our yard and then from the woods around fallen branches and things like that. But most of the other plants, we've really been focusing on sourcing from regional smaller farms. Mm, okay. I love that because then you're supporting other farmers too. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I love the idea of using, um, not necessarily regionally native plants, but plants that are able to grow. I mean, we live in, in the Pacific Northwest, lots and lots of amazing medicinal and, um, valuable plants grow here. So mm -hmm. I like the idea of using plants that grew as close to me as possible using those in my skincare. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, so you're in Oregon. Um, mm -hmm. so does it matter if somebody in Europe ordered your products cause they're from a different region? Um, I don't think so. What I like is that I, as much as possible, um, and 2019 was a big year for us to do this was to start working with smaller companies rather than ordering all of our herbs in bulk from one place. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like the idea of the ingredients themselves not having to travel a super long way mm -hmm. to reach here. So I think that, you know, we, we grow rosemary and lavender and calendula and chamomile, like all of these plants that also grow in Europe. So it's not like they're meant for, you know, people living here. But I like the idea that the footprint going into the products itself isn't as enormous as it might be. Yeah. I love that. And so if somebody is just coming onto your site and they're like, okay, well, where should I begin? <laughs> like I, you know, maybe like the person has dry skin or whatever. It's like, where's the best place to start for them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we do, I've kind of divided our products into skin types because I know that's how people like to shop mm -hmm. and it gives them a jumping off point. Um, so people can always search by skin type, which makes it easy. Like you said, for first time shoppers, mm -hmm. they can go up on the website and start to feel like they're seeing at least something familiar. Um, it also depends on what kind of product you're looking for. If I've had lots of people ask like, what's one thing I can start and just kind of build, you know, pe most mm -hmm. people don't have a ton of money to just like switch their skincare entirely. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I always recommend people start with a hydrosol because getting our skin to that pH plays such a big part in our skin's overall health. Um, so I really encourage people to go for a hydrosol and then usually some kind of oil-based um, facial serum or something like that too. Mm, awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've, we've been connected since 2017. So it's been, and I know like there's so many different like companies out there that make and work with skincare and not even just like body and rituals. And, but I like, when I follow you, as I follow you, it's like, you have so much, so much passion. <laughs> um, and it's like, it really, like your work is beyond like the physical. It's, it's really honoring, um, ourselves and who we are. And so I feel that I feel that through your products that you make. And so it's just such a joy to connect with you and chat with you about your products. I know like it's been product based, like I'm so curious, but like that's <laughs> when I look at your website and I'm like, I just feel your energy through the products that you make. Um, which is why like I've sent people to your site. <laughs> Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. I really, um, slow beauty and slow living and like connection is really what I want people to get out of our company. Like it's really not about selling another moisturizer. Like I really, I, I, I don't care. That probably sounds bad from like a business perspective. Um, but I, I really want people to like, just slow down and reconnect with themselves and develop a relationship with themselves. And I think that, that our products can help with that. Like we, we slow infuse all of our formulas for six weeks. Um, I talk a lot about how our connection with the plants um, can help heal, not just our skin, but like our, our deeper selves. Um, and I think that, that, ability to slow down and just listen and like become a little bit more present in the crazy times that we're living in is, mm -hmm. is really where it's at. Mm. So I have a question because the beauty industry, it really like, if you, anywhere you look, right, it's like somehow women aren't enough. Um, and we need these products to make ourselves, whatever, be beautiful, be confident. Um, and I feel like they do that because first coming from a fear base, it, you know, it's like, it will make a sale. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's that saying? Like if everybody, if all the women in the world just for one day did not buy a beauty product, the whole beauty industry will tank. Um, so your, your approach is more of a level of trust, um, and coming from a place of really, it's like nourishing our, ourselves from the earth to the root. Do you find that it impacts your sales? Um, you know, like, um, negatively you mean yeah like I don't I'm just curious like well how because you're you're talking about slow beauty like slowing down so your messaging is very different than you know the conventional messaging out there and I'm yeah. curious like does that negatively like does it affect your sales like do you feel like no like I'm making our we're we're a profit like you know um I feel like we have grown really sustainably because mm. of our messaging and because people use our stuff and it's not like I try to keep the price point at a level where it's accessible. Mm -hmm. um, I know we could be charging a lot more for what we make, but I really want it. I want people to have it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we could be making more, but I also I want people to keep coming back. Like we have return customers that we've had since I started. And that 
is amazing. I mean, that means way more to me than like, okay, well, what did our profit margin look like at the end of the year? Like Mm. that wouldn't feel good. And I don't think I'd want to keep doing this if that's what it was about. So it wouldn't be for me a sustainable way of doing business. You know what I I love that. Yeah. The sustainability is so important. Um, and like, there's something to be said about loyal customers. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and you're, I mean, you all just got a new warehouse, right? Like you grew. Yeah. We're, we're taking up a lot more space. I mean, um, it's funny. My, I started Wild Grace back in 2014. Um, and at our old space, I had been sharing, my husband and I have a, a candle company also, in addition to a sustainable print shop. So we're doing a few different things. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Wild Grace used to have to share a manufacturing space with the candle company. And it was very kind of modular. Like one day we'd be pouring candles. So we'd set up the four candles and the next day we'd have to make a bunch of products. So we had to like take everything down and set up for that. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we moved into this beautiful new space and in a brand new warehouse and Wild Grace has zone like space with stainless steel countertops. And it's just like, it feel it's big. It's a really big deal for us. And, um, to stop and think about like, wow, not even that long ago, it was just this tiny thing that I would do when I came home from my normal job and I couldn't keep things stocked and I was making like 10 of something at a time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely growing. Um, you know, we have a really awesome team. Um, and I, I get to work with my husband every day. So it's, it's great. And I, like I said, I think we could probably be making a higher margin, but like I, I wouldn't change what we're doing. Like I want to keep providing, you know, really high quality skincare um, to the customers that have been trusting us for so long now. Mm, That's so amazing. That makes me happy to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So how can people learn more about you and your shop and, um, yeah, get into your, your world? Yeah, they should head on over to wildgraceapothecary.com. Um, we have everything over there, seasonal medicine. We have our teas and our skincare all over there. And then I also post a lot on our social media. So, um, both Instagram wild grace apothecary and wild medicine bundle, which is our more seasonally focused, um, account. We post all kinds of fun plant medicine and folklore and, and history and seasonal energetics and all that stuff. Amazing. Um, and I do have one more question. So like, does ethnicity come into play, you think, or does it matter? Um, in what way? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> as like so I'm Asian, I'm Chinese. Um, does it matter if, I don't know, because it's like local, like the, the plants are local um, that you're using? Um, that's a good question. I think we focus less on like Oregon native plants okay. and we do on just plants that I, like I want to support the farmer that lives on the edge of town. Mm-hmm. And so because of where we live, we can grow 
Indian herbs. Mm. We, can grow, we can grow plants that, that are native to anywhere in the world it, as long as they can grow like in this environment, which mm -hmm. is a lot of different things. Um, so I think for me, as far as the plants that we use, it's less about where those plants are native of, although I think that's definitely something to take into account, especially um, with herbs that you're consuming. I think there's something really potent about connecting with plants that come from like your ancestral lineage. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as sourcing for our skincare, I want to be able to support our community and mm. as regionally um, as regionally as we can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, amazing, Katie. Thank you so much for your time and for being on the show. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, so for those of you who are tuning in, make sure you check out her shop. It's so much fun. And uh, yeah, you do more than just skincare. You also sell like cacao, like for cacao ceremonies. <laughs> it's just fun. It's like, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> So yeah, um, please share this episode if it resonated with you. You can tag us both and I'll definitely share the links in the show notes uh, so people can check you out. Thanks so much, Katie. Thanks, Michelle. Have a good one. You too. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.